Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 3rd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I am uh, I'm doing great. It's in a way it's almost it feels like a victory Tuesday for me here today. <laughs> this is just I woke up, I you know, made some coffee and next thing I know I'm seeing tweets about a, you know, USGA announcement on distance. I'm checking my email, I'm getting the email and I'm I'm all of a sudden, you know, vindicated. I feel now, joyous here. And yeah, obviously are... nothing's nothing's firmly happening at this point, but it seems like we're going into the right direction here. Yeah, we are we are moving uh towards yeah, something more concrete uh, with stronger language for sure. The official so just to be clear because time doesn't matter here it is actually tuesday i announced earlier it was wednesday the third but we're recording this early on tuesday get it out of the way uh it's a snow day here you know we want to get it done so you kids uh, you got kids everywhere the the distance officially termed hey did you see february is like a perfect rectangle on the calendar this is a big thing going around wow so monday so it's seven, 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 you know, all the way one to 28 because Monday's the first. Exactly and someone tried to claim weeks. the big, yeah, the big meme or Instagram post that was getting shared everywhere yesterday said it happens like once every 200 years, which is extremely false. It happens like every like 10, it happens pretty frequently. But yeah, you, perfect little rectangle on your calendar. You know this, what that means February. also? What? We will be recording March 1st. People, <laughs> you're very excited about that. People are sending in stats about how many months we're going to have an episode on the first, stuff like that. Um, it's the dumbest thing that's taken on a life of its own. All right, so just full disclosure, it's earlier Tuesday. We may or may not have featured groups and freshly announced. I think that it hit about 9 a.m. this morning. It's not a distance insight report. It is... The golf equipment research topics and proposed equipment standards changes is the, the terminology, not the most pithy uh, subject line, but the terminology for what was announced today. It is almost a year to the date after the Distance Insight report. Um, and it is, I don't know, it is the major news of, puts Patrick Reed on the back burner quickly, I know, at least in the golf I, corner, golf community. Um, I was going to say, this is the, you know, it's almost like, Use golf facts might have an operative in the USGA and said, you know, we need to get this, get this out now. Uh, it reminds me go, a, get, a year ago. I was, uh, I was out tasting beans for, oh. for shotgun start blend. I, I was on the my... beanery. You had COVID. Do we think I had COVID? I mean, it knocked you out for like three weeks, and it seems my like voice, you, uh, all the all the symptoms. 
and you were at that influencer. You were at that fitness. Oh, influence. it was not an influencer. The global fitness influencer conference. You're, you know, that that was probably an early super spreader. I went up. I went up to Under Armour to see because Spieth was there. I just wanted to see how he looked. You know, we hadn't seen him forever, and it, it turns into thousands of people from all the continents: Italy, Asia, Europe, South America. And it was mid-January, I guess, late January. I was I was hurting for a while there. I do not think I had COVID, by the way, but whatever. All right, so you're out tasting beans. That's a reminder, Westy Island blend. Now, a year later, we, we're, we have specialty spinoff blends. Westy Island blend is available. Bixby I think we need to get com. T-shirts with the Westy Island. We're on working it. on that. Oh. Jason Page, our expert designer, is working on it. We're doing T-shirts. We're doing that. We're doing some sort of uh, Pops shirt, maybe. Maybe a pace of play, deputize uh, the listeners out there. So we're working on some more, some more fun merchandise shirts. So, anyways, somebody messaged about pops, and you know, could pops also be part of the spotting to make sure a ball bounces? You know, well, here's the responsibility layer to the pops crew. I think the pops just goes away after Thursday. I think it's a complete categorization of these pro-am participants to get them on the ground for an event as like essential workers these pops are essential or some sort of deemed you know essential for the operation of the tournament and then there are no more pops after the first round i think i don't know i'm projecting there but that was my reading of it all right we're way off topic yeah what are we doing uh, let's talk about the distance whatever the distance equipment statements and things like that um there are areas of interest there are immediate Potential immediate action items with drivers, shafts length uh, shortening from the maximum allowable limit being from 48 inches to 46 inches. That's as soon as early March, where they're going to kind of get feedback and make a call on that. There's talk about local rules, uh, you know, which seems it's not bifurcation in name. They were very clear. Thomas Pagel of the USGA was very clear. This is not bifurcation. We would not, we do not intend to go down bifurcation path. Uh, this would be a local rule, which is in our, which is commonplace in the rules of golf history. It's part of what makes the game of golf great. Local rule that, you know, certain competitions, certain courses could put, uh, you know, rule in that limits distance equipment, right? Balls that fly shorter, clubs that are don't hit it as far, things like that, uh, which is delineating from bifurcation. Uh, and then obviously looking at all manner of equipment, right? This is a big area of interest. Mass of the ball, uh, characteristics of the ball, size of the drivers, all these things were listed as what they are looking at um, in terms of actionable pathways to reduce distance which they view as a, a clear uh a clear, clear problem issue. and a clear trend yes the mike davis quote in the uh the golf digest article really was was the thing that uh that stood out to me this is what his quote say? this is about the long term and making the game more sustainable more enjoyable this isn't about hurting golfers this isn't about necessarily lessening their distance but the data is irrefutable. We have a problem and we've got to solve for it. I would almost go as far to say that for those of you, or those who don't think we have a problem, I would either say they haven't read the data or they have some personal conflict of interest. When you look at this data, it's so crystal clear that something needs to be to get done. 
crystal clear. Conflicts of interest. That's that's a big loaded term. Right? I mean, that is a very specific. I don't know if it's calling. It's not calling out anyone in spe- specific, but it's it's certainly putting putting the throwing the gauntlet down that if you are blinding yourself to this, then it is likely out of a conflict of interest. So, I think bias is something that everybody has. I have bias. I love classic mm-hmm. golf courses. I hate, you know, that they have to be manipulated to host championships. And you know, I hate that I, you know, even on a personal level, I hate that I can't play a sixty-six hundred yard course without wedging it to death. That's <laughs> it's annoying. It's stupid. Yeah. I yeah. hate that I I hate that for that golf course to stay relevant, they have to build a bunch of back tees for me to play it, me. It's just a normal golfer, not as yeah. somebody competitive. They have to build a bunch of back tees, which then it takes me instead of three and a half hours. If I want to play those back tees, I have to walk back a bunch of times. All of a sudden it's going to take me four hours to play. I hate that stuff. I'm biased though. You know, this is my, yeah. my personal bias. Everybody has personal bias. It's the job of the USGA to look at it from as many angles and reduce the bias, right? Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you the last thing the USGA wanted to do was or wants to do is install any equipment change, changes. Do you think that they want to go and knock on all the equipment manufacturers' doors and be like, hey, we need to talk. You guys are going to have to change the way you're doing things. That's not what they want to do. Nobody likes having those types of conversations. Yep. This is this is clearly a, a, a conclusion that they've made from looking at the situation and examining m- many angles. Not not just hey, we need to preserve golf courses. This is not just about the U.S. Open. This is about the game in totality. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So the two specific areas of interest: local rule that would specify the use of clubs and balls intended to result in shorter distances. And then a review of the overall conformance specs for both clubs and balls um, that are, you know, both directly and indirectly affect hitting distance. It would consider whether, you know, the existing specs should be adjusted or new specs should be created to help mitigate the continuing distance increases. It would not consider revising the overall specs to produce substantial reductions in hitting distances at all levels of the game. Um, So those are the two major areas of this uh, interest. Then there are the proposed equipment standard changes, which is reducing the, the club length um, and update for testing, a uh, testing method of golf balls, and then a change to CT uh, testing tolerance. So those are, those are the equi- proposed equipment standard changes. The CT, uh, the CT tolerance is a great change because that essentially is going to effectively make, you know, the speed limit more of a speed limit. Like, you know, right. So, it's not like uh you know getting pulled over going 10 over you're you're safe anymore you're gonna right. it's gonna be a, a actual speed limit near that because you know that was one thing i remember when we went dived in, dove into the xander ct gate at the uh at the open i remember that right. being one thing in talking with some some people inside some manufacturers it's like listen like our tolerances are next to nothing and they give us right. this giant range of tolerance zone 
So yep. that's that's uh, I think like just an easy uh, game. What do you make of them attaching? Uh, as Tron Carter pointed out on Twitter, and obviously if you dove into the distance insight, the the report that they sent out, the last page was just this seemingly throw-in page that addressed <laughs> the PGA Tour. Unbelievable. <laughs> I love that they put it sort of at the end where, you know, everybody kind of scrolls these mat like big documents and it's just right there. I, well, look, I, I was amused. I, I don't know if it's a direct call out. It feels sort of, it's, it's an indirect call out uh, as to the tour. Just, this is not, look, this goes back to, I mean, it goes back to the read thing. The tour's job is not to like protect the game, right. In any way, shape or form. Just like Rob Manfred with the Astros, he's not there to like protect the game for the best interest of the game. They're there to operate a professional sports league and make a bunch of money and and their stakeholders aren't like the game at large, right? And so the, throwing this in at the end sort of really highlights the differences between maybe some of the roles that the USGA might have and the role that the PGA Tour might have in, in the operation of the game at large. Um, it was greatly amusing. Like we said, like I've maintained really since what was a Eureka moment for this podcast, whatever that was now, it was a 2019 open championship. Um, when Xander got popped, the Eureka moment for me is that like the smoking gun itself is that there was no testing being done. Right? Like, yes, I didn't need, I didn't need like, the top 10 players in the world to have illegal drivers way, way over. I didn't even need it. The smoking gun itself was that no testing of any kind of any real substantive teethy kind was being done. There was these sort of these kind of rubber stamp things going on earlier in the week at, of some drivers and equipment trailers at some point. And then you hear rumors of, you know, the, the hot drawers. Yeah. This is some, some, you know, the, the good stuff drawer that you can kind of pull out and put the driver, you know, there's maybe more than rumors around that. Um, so that's always been the smoking gun for me is just the real lack of oversight and real testing. That that's, that's it. That's the scandal in and of itself. So that's what I took from that page. Seeing the date on it, 2004? 2003, I mean? July, July 1. So for those that have not seen this, so at the very end of this... Um, you know, 25 page document. The last page is the summary of the PGA tours position on equipment, July one of 2003. So just a couple, I'll hit a couple bullets here. I was a sophomore. <laughs> I was finishing my sophomore year of college. Yeah. So I've had a marriage four kids. Oh God, it's unbelievable how long ago that was. All right. Go and, ahead. And it's, it's just jarring to see what they agreed and committed to. So PGA tour is committed to partner with the USGA and the RNA to conduct necessary research in the technology area. I think they've been really helpful there with Shotlink. I think that's been, you know, a yep. big, big help to everything Data. going on. Uh, develop appropriate equipment rules. I don't know. Communicate to the media and the public the actions taken and results achieved. I don't think they've ever done that. Um, monitor communication. Monitor whether equipment rules have achieved our intended purposes and modify the equipment rules or develop new rules as appropriate. So if a implementation of the pendulum tester on the PGA tour should occur 
by January 1, 2004. So if the pendulum tester for CT spring-like effect is not implemented, the tour will consider adopting the CT measurement method for PGA Tour competitions. This just never happened. I mean, we're talking about this last year, about this time last year. They said they were going to do more random testing. Of course, way, voluntary testing. But they were supposed to become random and not optional at some point last year. I don't know, because there's a pandemic, you can't, the, the machine doesn't work, I guess, during the pandemic. I, I don't know. It just went away. Same with pace of play. Um, yeah. But again, here's where this like this war is coming. A lot of these, and they use the term stakeholders a lot, like have very different operating philosophies and goals. I mean, the tour operates, I mean, it's. They operate to just keep the cash coming in for its members, right? It's it's it, now they want to grow the game in a way that more audience comes in, and that's why you see this gambling quick fix, right? Everybody want to get this is a way to scoop up sort of an a, a, an addictive new audience. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the this is the these are the battles that are coming. What from this makes you so happy, so optimistic? What are you optimistic about that we may now? Granted, nothing specific's been done, although. The, the shaft length thing feels like it could be by, yeah. on the timeline could be done by the masters theoretically. It probably won't. So, uh, but number but one, what are you most optimistic? That, that's like number one. All right. We're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> like sure. we don't, we don't want to see these guys hitting it 20 yards further is essentially what that says. Like, Oh boy, we need to yeah. stop this. They cannot, we, we do not need, you know, 370 yard drives being the norm. Uh, that's number one. Number two, I love that they are looking at the ball. They're looking at the driver head. I like the language in there that, Hey, we're not trying to hurt the, the average golfer. You know, we're not, we're not trying to make the game less enjoyable. I think that they're looking at the right path. I think making it the local rule is a good option. I think, and I think what they clearly laid out here. Why do you like that? Well, as opposed to bifurcation wholesale, it's it's just it feels like a it's, it feels like a choosing your battle, and that's a more winnable battle than trying to bifurcate all, wholesale altogether. I think what it does is it also it it will help with their the PR. So they they pointed out the groove stuff and the the putter stuff, which took years to implement, like in the groove stuff, like still isn't in effect a lot for of years. Recrea- yeah. recreational golfers. It's only in like, if I want to go play in the USGA event, I need to have grooves that conform. Nobody ever mm-hmm. tests them, but you know, I need to have them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, for Joe blow, like, and I think this is where they can say, Hey, you don't have to go out and buy a new $800 driver because you're not playing under this local rule. You know, I think that's the important thing here is that by doing this, they can slow the rollout process. And what probably would happen, say they changed the way drivers and balls were, you know, done. You you might see drivers starting to be manufactured, but then within, you know, 25 years, all of them are a certain way. Um, I don't know. I obviously it's too, this is all speculative. 
But right, it's we're we got yeah. it three hours ago. This email that mm-hmm. also didn't outline specific steps, you know, that are definitively taking place. But go ahead. But that local rule allows them to say, "Hey, for the U.S. Open, we're doing X, Y, and Z. Hey, for the U.S. Women's Open, we're doing X, Y, and Z." Um, the Masters all of a sudden is able to invoke what it wants to do and not continue to spend, you know, tens of millions of dollars to lengthen the golf course and buy property to do so you know is that also, workable is you what? think that that's workable or do you think they'd all agree like informally that we're going to use this ball and this club or the this these limits because to, to me the 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 workable where you're going to see the most resistance is the weekend week out pga tour calendar right that right. is is a it's going to be challenging for them to, I mean, look, if the game wants to be entirely different based on equipment from week to week, I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. I think the majors are only going to stand out even more, right? As a more substantive test as opposed to entertainment, to use Adam Scott's words. Playing devil's advocate, like the beauty of golf is like the variety of, approaches right from the same same lie the same spot you can hit all different players are going to use different clubs and different kinds of shots or try to and maybe that's the the this sort of march towards everybody being optimized uh, you know is taking out that variety um i don't know maybe it would be interesting if if one week they're playing the the balls that go 450 yards and then the next week they got to actually knuckle down and play the masters i don't know it uh, but it, it seems untenable i it, it would be cool too. Like you're playing Riv this week in a couple weeks. Like at Riv, we play this ball. At, right. You know, and a modern golf, like a perfect, another perfect golf course for a, a rolled back ball or a, a slow, a, a ball that doesn't go as far is TPC Sawgrass. You know, that golf course sure. has arguably been more hurt by technology than any golf course on the PGA Tour calendar. You know, right. like. Right. It doesn't even test drivers for the long guys because they can't hit them. The fairway runs out. It's, you know, th- this is not, I think the misconception here is like, this is not an attack on the long hitters. In a lot right. of cases, it's going to give them a big advantage or bigger advantage sometimes at, at courses where drivers been taken out of their hands. I think what the, the big thing is, is bringing back re- repercussions for, Missing a fairway where if you're a long hitter and you miss a fairway, well, it's no big deal. I've got a, a lob wedge in my hand. It doesn't matter how thick the rough is. I'd rather have a lob wedge than a seven iron. It's bringing back the idea of like, you know, maybe if I have seven iron in, the rough matters a little bit more. And I, I might think about doing something different off the tee. It's it's about bringing in, you know, being able to penalize the golfers like similar ways for poor tee shots, you know, it's, it, the penalty for a missed drive is just, you know, for long hitters, it's just so small. The local rule does seem pretty targeted at, at like the elite level of play. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and that's, I think that's what it like, should be. Yeah. You're not going to see like a muni, like you can't use that ball on club here kind of thing. To, most likely. Pop it, up, right. It, it, it's for competitions. This is a parallel too to like soft spikes in a way. You know, there were golf courses that said we we don't want metal spikes anymore, and they started the soft spike movement. I think I, I'm not sure. Sh- Jeff Shackelford knows more about this, but 
I think it might have been even Pine Valley was the one that said, you know what? No more, no more metal spikes, you know? And uh-huh. what happened was it just in a similar vein, it wasn't a local rule, but it was a local rule by clubs. Like you come to this club, you're not going to use metal spikes. We're taking them out and we're putting in new spikes at the door. And, yeah. um, you know, that got adopted by everybody. And I, I don't think that it's crazy to think that it just doesn't get adopted by everybody over time, you know? Right. Um, right. It, but I, it, thank God. <laughs> Do you, and you can say, I don't know. Cause it, there's not like, there aren't acts there. There aren't definitive rulings in the email, but do you read this as more of holding the current line or going back and actually rolling back? I, I, and it's hard to, I mean, I, you could say, I don't know, cause there's, it's, there's language for both directions, but what, I'm going to just preface. This is all speculative. This is my opinion. Right. Right. I, I read it as they're, they are going back. Yeah. What do I, you... I see a lot of that language too. I mean, when you start talking about driver sizes, driver head sizes, um, the ball characteristics, when you talk about reducing this, reducing, right? I think they're talking about reducing distance, not just maintaining or, or, you know, holding current distance. They're talking about reducing distance. Um, it feels like going back as opposed to just putting, you know, a firm line in the sand right now. Um, or do you have any concerns it seems like by and large all signaling good stuff not all but it's most it's it's unbalanced good for those who who have been concerned about the distance issue it's not a debate people i've seen that distance debate thrown around there that's not a debate there's just what's actually happening and and the 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 data and the courses that have been made obsolete and there are, are you know uh, moneyed interests who want to obfuscate it on the other side. So it's not an actual distance debate, but uh, on balance, it's, it's positive for those who, who view this as a real problem. What are the concerns in the language? Uh, I would say the concerns would lie just around what's going to happen, you know? And I think history tells us that, We've been here before. Uh, Garrett Morrison did a three-part series on the golf ball. Um, just the yeah. the kind of the evolution from gutta percha to Haskell ball, which you would know as the wound ball, to the solid core ball, uh, ball made with plastics. And uh, one of the things that happened, there was this big uproar over the Haskell ball, which when it came out, and the governing body sat down with, with the manufacturers and they developed clear specifications and you know john lowe who is the great champion of of you know regulation thought he won and and sure enough like days later a ball came out that went 20 yards further than the previous ball because you right. know if you give manufacturers something to and this is just the natural thing that's going to happen if you give them specs to work against they are going to make a a solution technology the first iteration of said ball, if it if it got to that and club head, are going to be 20 iterations later is going to be a far superior club. So this is maybe just when you think about it, it's just we're setting resetting a little bit and it's just going to follow the course of natural innovation from there. And it, we're going to get back to this point at some point, but at least we reset. Uh, 
Yeah, there's a lot of language about the manufacturers, which you know mm-hmm. you understand it because they're the people who make this stuff. I get concerned that they will have an outsized voice in it, um, as opposed to well, you know, who's defined as a stakeholder, and then oh, they use yeah. you see the word stakeholders. Now I get that it's their businesses that are be will be most impacted by it, but like, and I think they have to work with them. Like sure. I saw some things like, why are they working with? Well, like you have to work with them. They probably yeah. are going to be like, hey, if we do this. Can we see, can you build us something that like this? And can we see what, what the results are? Can we do something like this? And can we see the results? It's go, it has to be a collaborative process. It's going to go on, uh, the manufacturers and others have to, can we be a stakeholder? I don't know. Write up a a white paper and send it in by November 2nd. That's the deadline. We can, I'm supposed to talk to Thomas Pagel next week for a TFE pod. I could, I could maybe. Yeah, yeah. I let's send a clip show of our takes after Sander got popped. It's like this, this is our report. Here's our stakeholder report. Um, How does yeah, one n- become a stakeholder? <laughs> I can ask. Uh, so November second is when a lot of that stuff is due on, on specifications or specs uh, uh, and how you might reduce um, distance with new specs. The I other thing a- this is great for is. Even the golf and people are going to, oh, they wasted a bunch of money restoring or setting up like golf courses that have done restorations or renovations, you know, with hopes, say something went into effect in 2025 and say, you know, a golf course that's set to host in 2030, you know, they're, oh, they they all of a sudden have so much flexibility with setup because it's not just going to be like, how long can we make it? We have right. all of a sudden variety options, we can do. Tons of yeah. options. Right? It's, it's yeah. just going to be, it's going to put so much less strain on the setup of a golf course to get compelling, like what people want to see week in, week out. If, it's a if lot easier happens. to go that way than yes. to c- continually try to push the other way. Um, last one, one concern maybe is like, so this stuff's due November 2nd and Mike Davis is done at the end of 2021. Are we running up against like a sort of leadership vacuum once we get all this stuff dumped on the table and who will be the successor and will they have this be of a like mind? One thing that it seems like Thomas Pagel, you said you're going to have him on the fried egg podcast, seems to be a voice, public voice in a lot of these articles and, and uh, early kind of reactions to this report. Um, Martin Slumbers, Marty Sleeps, a favorite here of ours, like, Man, he loves to use his adverbs like expeditiously, fully committed. Like he just loads it up with adverbs to hammer it home. Um, you know, he, he may have more of a I don't know lead voice in this. Uh, are you concerned at all about the Davis transition with this? And it, clearly, we're we're not anywhere near this happening before he leaves. Yeah, it's I I I think that's obviously a concern. But if I know a large corporation or company like the usga is yeah Yeah. they've got they got committees and subcommittees all on this on the ball you know sure yeah but it's also there's force of personality stuff with some of it right i mean well i think having continuity with with slumbers too if slumbers was leaving next year too because it's a joint thing right yeah right and and to me they might be pushing a little bit harder than i think eh, i think so i do I think Mike Davis knows it's a problem. You talked about his conflicts of interest quote, uh, but I think the RNA feels less 
encumbered and pushed back from a lot of the corporations, the, the other money interests. So I, I haven't, um, I haven't used this. I, I wanted to put this out there. Um, I, I, at Oakland Hills, like one of the great U S opens in the history, 1951 Hogan conquers the monster. Yeah. Um, I, he played a 6,900 yard golf course and they, right. this was like one of the first modernizations of a, of a U.S. open course. And Hogan played what many said the, the, his final finest round in competition. So he right. played the South course, 6,900 yards. Here's, I'm just going to read off what he hit into par fours driver seven iron, uh, Hole number three, par three, 200 yards, two iron. Hole four, 448, driver, one iron. Hole five, 437, driver, three iron. Six, 350, driver, nine iron. Seven, three, uh, 381, brassy, seven iron. I assume that's like a hybrid today. Yeah. Uh, eight, 458, driver, eight iron uh, chip. Uh, nine, 216, one iron. Uh, 10 448 driver two iron 11 407 driver one iron 12 uh 556 driver three iron nine iron into par five wow uh 13 six iron from 170 14 447 driver three iron 15 392 four wood six iron 392 bryson's driving right by the green hogan's yeah. hitting four wood six iron uh then seven, 17 or 16 403 driver nine iron 17 194 one iron 18 459 driver six iron so it's important to note all sports you know change over time but you have to keep the approximate character right uh, um yes. and so maybe you don't need to be hitting one two three irons into every par four but uh i think it was shackleford had a pointed out that that bryson now uses the term wedging right he's not approach play that he's worried about. he's worried about his driving and wedging is the like so that is a different game right you're no longer approximating you know maybe it's a five iron it doesn't have to be a one iron but um all sports evolve and change but this is now your change you you really kind of altered the the character of the game when you no longer use the term approach play but driving and wedging you know as, as that's that's how he gets around a golf course um all right what does webb simpson think about it you said webb was all worked up i i uh, saw he was doing his reigning champion press conference at phoenix i was wondering if he was going to get the news of the day i was eagerly awaiting if it came up apparently he did comment on it the only thing better than getting Webb to comment on this would have been if we had snuck in Billy Horschel first, <laughs> which I'm sure, I'm sure Rex Hoggard or somebody is 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 getting Billy, a Billy, what do you Billy Horschel to... comment as we speak. He's absolutely going to be talking about this, and it's what probably going to be the same way. Webb better bunker down. placement, more yes. dog legs. Oh God. But I've been kind of saying this for the last three, three few years. I don't think equipment is the problem. I do think Jack Nicholas hit it a lot further than Bobby Jones, and then guys after Jack are going to hit it further than Jack. Distance was never really that big of an issue when Jack was playing and hitting at 300 yards. I just think the issue comes down to golf course architecture. <laughs> same, we need more dog legs. 
We need more dog legs that Bryson will just bob it over. <laughs> dog legs are actually the worst design to, to withstand distance increases of any design you could make because they dog become legs. irrelevant within a few years. And a what's million the dog like? trees. Yeah, just what's... keep growing the trees. Yeah. We need tighter fairways. We need longer rough. We need smaller greens. We need more firm greens. All of those things. I just named save money, saves water, saves land that you have to build golf courses. We know 8,000-yard golf courses are not the answer. Brooks Kepka shot 16 under at Aaron Hills. I believe that's what he shot. Just as a... Um, you know, for web for web sake, yeah. A smaller smaller greens are much much more difficult to keep firm. Do you know why? Yeah, yeah. Why? Because foot traffic. They get yeah. beat the shit kicked out of them. You can't have small greens and keep them firm if you have a sizable amount of play, because they're just they just get beat to hell over the course yeah. of a day. He's doubled down. He's absolutely doubled down. I, I don't understand why Webb, of all people, I mean, I guess I do, is sponsored by Titleist. Um, that's amazing. He's he's doubling right back into it. Anything else on this? I mean, obviously, there's reasons for hope and optimism. It seems like that we're going to have a massive, massive significant sh shift in the game. I'm interested to hear what Pagel says. There's a lot of color beyond, like, sort of the boilerplate words that can kind of drone on. You're like, what does this actually even mean? These are just a lot of words and talking about specifications over and over again. I'm interested to hear what Pagel said. Certainly Davis talking about conflicts of interest is a, a big sort of red alarm for me, for you as well. Um, mm -hmm. Anything else on this? I think, I mean, the big thing will be obviously the PGA Tour. It would be it would be just unbelievable if if it was everybody adopts the rules except for the PGA Tour. So every every championship, it is putting them a bit on the spot. Like what what is this organization for? What what is entertainment? What is sport? What is competition? It's yeah could could really draw out those differences. Um, all right, so. We may need to start practicing with our spinnier balls, our persimmons, and a good I way can, to do that is I get a rocket. Big net. stockpile at home. I could. You do? Yeah. Got get in the rocket net of, of baladas. Go practice with your little baladas. Uh, with your rocket net, you get SGS fifteen or promo code fifteen percent off orders of a hundred dollars or more. They've been with us. They've been riding through the pandemic. Before. They they came on about I don't know over a year ago. Have yeah. supported the podcast in a big way. Um, so all your backyard winter practicing needs, if you don't, if you have indoor capability, garage, basement, whatever it may be, the chippers you can put anywhere. The punch out range, the chip chippers you can put anywhere, unless you you're trying to do some crazy flop shots in your living room or something. But the hack whack a hack nets with the tri turf mat, uh, you know they're durable. We've had nothing but pretty positive feedback about the the products when they show up. I mean, this is, it's an easy way to get your kid working when it's cold out and maybe you don't have time to go to the range. You don't have time to go to the course. Um, you can leave it up outside. It's durable. You can break it down in five minutes. Um, and we, and there's other stuff too. I got to decide on spring sports. Are we doing baseball? Are we doing soccer? A bunch of people around Maryland do lacrosse. I'm just 
debating whether we dive into that whole subculture, but they have equipment for all those sports as well. Uh, the URL again is rucket.com and the promo code is SGS 15. All right. Should we get to our schedule for the week? Yeah. We have the Phoenix open the waste management Phoenix open. Uh, we have our, somebody did the write up again. Huh? We'll see if notables it is at TPC Scottsdale. It will be suspended due to darkness. No two venues this time of year. It will at pace of play. It will be suspended <laughs> due to darkness. Uh, 7,200 yards, $7.5 million purse. Defending champ is Webb. As we noted, notables, Webb Simpson, Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy playing for the first time. John Rahm, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, who is in the field. Uh, so the I don't field. know if he was on suspension or not. Well, did you see that tweet he, he had last night? His language felt like I'm back off of, yeah. That's This is what we're left to guess. We're left to guess. This is the PGA Tour's shield of discipline. This is his tweet. Um, Excited to be back at the Waste Management Phoenix Open this week. These last few weeks have been challenging, but have left me optimistic about my growth as a person. I'm very grateful to everyone that has reached out and been supportive of me. I promise to be better and do better. Let's get it. So it would have been a three-week suspension or break. And he probably wouldn't have played any of those events. Maybe he plays Farmers as sort of a U.S. Open prep. I, I don't know. He was planning to do Abu Dhabi well before, you know, uh, he went to Kapalua. So, I don't know. The language of it does sound like somebody coming off. I imagine that's what, what Will Knights is going to tweet, something similar. Uh, <laughs> is after he still he gets in jail? Suspended from, once he gets off suspension from Twitter. Unbelievable. I guess, uh, so, you know, I guess he's having trouble verifying his account. There's a, it's a, his account's tied to a really old email that he can't seem to get access to. <laughs> what a mess. It might be uh, just gone forever. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. Other notables, Xander, Jordan Spieth is still a notable. Jason Day, Hideki Matsuyama, Bubba Watson, Matthew Wolf, and Martin Laird made the notables. I love it. This is uh, 11 <laughs> is to 3. Pick? Yeah, one and done. Marty Laird. How could you ever take anyone else at the Phoenix, the desert TPC? <laughs> got to go with Martin Laird. Who's yours, one and done? Do you have Oh, somebody? well, yeah, I got I guess I'm, I'm taking Webb. I feel like this is he's just a monster at this event. It's this or yeah. Wyndham for Webb for me, and I just want to get him get him used, um, get him out there, because I always end up with the Wyndham being at the end of the year, somebody yeah. else that I want to use there. Yeah. Um, and it then dissuades me from using web and I'm always kicking myself because I didn't use web and he finishes third, oh. you know, so preemptive using him. So you don't end up yes. having re buyer's remorse or regret of not using him later. I see a couple, a couple other people kind of I was looking convoluted at convoluted way to go about it, but I appreciate it. Go ahead. Obviously Hideki big yeah. time, you know, yeah. he won twice had you know, run where he never finished outside of the top six has been played decent, not great, but you know, good place decent. for him. Um, JT is a great pick if you want to use him. I, I sometimes like using the big guys not in majors because you don't, yeah. you know, it's almost like more of a crapshoot in the majors than they are here. They're guaranteed yep. here to probably play pretty well. Um, so JT was one I was I was kicking around, and then I was looking at Ryan Palmer. He's playing unbelievable. Yeah, he's just playing well. Top four machine lately, but my hesitation. Former FedEx number one. I looked at like the last five times that he's played here. I think his best finish is like T48. So uh, that's what dissuaded me from using him here. 
We love this event. Great finishing I, yeah. stretch beyond, you know, obviously the Coliseum at 16. I love 17. Uh, I, I, it's like, I'm not suggesting it's the greatest course in the world, but it's just, it's a warm feeling early in the year. It goes into the Super Bowl, usually goes like into the quarter, first quarter, if the deck he's in a playoff, um, maybe halftime. So, so something um, on that, it tied two segments together. Like the, the finishing stretch is awesome. You know, you have the reachable par five, the par three, the reachable par four and 18 is a perfect example of a hole that has just been almost bastardized by, by equipment. Like the, the bunker on the left is like completely irrelevant for most, for like long hitters in the field. Now they just bomb it over it. And that used to be like the water in the, in the bunker there was like, you had to hit like a really good drive. Now guys just rip it over it. And it's, it's 80 yards wide up there. So it's, you, you're now seeing guys on, I, I'm not, I don't have that yardage on hand. Any, any, uh, anybody looking to, you know, point out misinformation. I don't have the yardage on hand. I think it's like 470 or so, but now it's just driver flip ledge for everybody. And that, that use, you know, that it disrupts the flow like that. You've got gettable holes for four in a row, and it's awesome that that hole was designed to be like, okay, here's where they you might give one back, and now it's almost the opposite. Right, right. It it's it's a good event. It's a really good staple of this sort of West Coast swing. Obviously, it has the identity around the party and all that stuff, and we're getting some fans. Rory seems excited about having fans back, all that. But I think outside of what sort of overshadows that 16th scene can overshadow. I'm not saying we should get rid of it. It's fine. Whatever the people, some of the people there can get tiring, but, um, but it's like, a, it's always, a, it's gotten much stronger as a field over the last, I'd say like eight to 10 years. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of the top guys want to be there. Um, you know, whereas like Webb the tiger are... Phil era, they just stopped going and it sort of fell off, but go ahead. Bubba, Bubba got is no longer with Oakley, but he's still playing. How about that? Yeah, maybe Link Soul wants him well, there. Ping, I don't ping, know. Ping, ping, ping lives. Yeah, ping has the facilities there. Do you want my uh, three things? Yeah. What are your three things? We already touched on one, the uh, extra holes. Will we go into the Super Bowl? We've had playoffs four of the last five years here, and I think three or four of them went well into the Super Bowl. So that yeah. is. The one went into the second quarter. I mean, it was unbelievable. And, it, 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 and for your favorite, you know, it may be favorite, probably not your favorite. Maybe one, one of the podcasts you listen to, at least. Pray for us. You know, no, yeah. no finish means that, like, we actually get to watch the Super Bowl instead of having to record a freaking podcast during the middle of it. So, yeah, I'm always praying violin not for, us not for the playoff. So this yeah. is something that uh, every year with the waste management, I am watching very closely is is for playoffs because that means that I'm not doing stuff during the Super Bowl if there is no playoff. Yeah. Um, number two, conditioning. Blake Meenetmeyer was a yeah. new superintendent there last year, and the place Firm. played awesome. Right. So I would love to see that again this year. Small little fact. Blake and I, he was an intern. He was at, we were both, both went to Illinois, both enjoyed libations at cams regularly. Um, RIP cams, but, uh, 
he, we, uh, he interned at the golf course I grew up working at. So we spent, oh. a, spent the summer working at the same golf course together. Um, Good stuff. So, is he still there? Is he again? Yeah. Did he move on to bigger, better, different things? He's still the super. Still okay. there. All yeah. Right. So um, he, he, hopefully we see see the conditions. So like last year, he had that place dialed in. Um, yep. It was awesome. And then uh, final thing, we got the young guns. Nick Hardy, fellow Illini, Mondays in. Birdie's the last okay. two. Then then uh, then dispatches of. Uh, uh, Lahiri president's cup. Great in the playoff yeah. to get in, but great he's, he joins uh, a couple good sponsors exemptions. Davis Riley, who like Will Zalatoris, who's also in the field was a menace on the, uh, corn Ferry tour last year, had a great year, really excited to see him get a sponsor's exemption in here as well as, uh, Wilson's front man, John Augustine, who's playing. Nice. Some variation of the, the Cortex or Triton, I imagine. Some prototype. Riley, Augustine, Zalatoris, Hardy. Those are some young guns. You mm-hmm. know who's not? Can I go another career money exemption? Jerry Kelly. I'm surprised Last you're not taking Last seen at Hey. Jerry Kelly, Hunter Mahan, Vo Van Pelt. So there's a little balance. We're... we're Tipping it out there. You can't do too much Augustine Zalatoris types. You got to get a little, you know, got to get a Hunter Mayhan, a Luke Donald, Jerry Kelly, some of those guys. Do you want to do you want to do a, a best ball to see who who's got the better combined score through two rounds? Zalatoris, Davis, Augustine, Hardy, and you can take your your pick of four old guys. I'll do the four career money guys: Luke Donald, Jerry Kelly, Hunter Mayhan, and Bo Van Pelt. What a good what a good bet. Yeah, let's do it. I, what I are we betting? Jerry Kelly's ball alone. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. What should we bet? I don't know. Somebody Some submit sort of, something. Okay. We'll think of so maybe some food item or something like that. Um, all right. Anything else about this week? Uh, you know, we'll have the bet cast. Um, that's a big thing people are talking about. Uh, I think it's on Peacock. Hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, better gambling out. Uh, it won't have to return all the, the money this year. This week, uh, I have that in news. I have that in news coming up. I, I, I have concerns about gambling content becoming just a disproportionate amount of the content. I'm not saying gambling itself is bad or we should stop that, but it just feels as someone who's been, you know, seen this before. It's like the hot, most hollow and fleeting kind of like articles. It's, it's like SEO of like five, six years ago, and then it's gone and whatever. Um, but I'm excited about the betcast. I think that's a little different. It sounds like mm-hmm. they'll have, you know, obviously live odds and wagers and the, I don't know, the line makers and stuff like that. All right. Continue with the schedule for the week, the European tour, Saudi international at Royal Greens golf and country club in King Abdullah economic city, par 70, 7,000 yards, Designed by blank. They didn't have the name. I, wasn't it Norm? Who, who designed this? I can't remember. Uh, they didn't list who designed it. Purse is $3.5 million. I wonder what, what's the purse ratio versus appearance money that's gone out. The purse is $3.5 million. I think the appearance money is far in excess of that. It's got to be $25 million and Really? You think it's that high? I, I think like I, I think the going rate for like a big like name DJ guy get? DJ get has to get two million. You think two? Okay. All right. Well, the purse is three point five. I mean, so what he did must Tiger, be motivated to play for? I that. think Tiger used to get like four. 
Tiger got like three at his peak, I would say. And Tiger's Tiger, you know? I I can't I imagine know. the numbers go down for world number one. Like maybe. Yeah. So notables. Paul DJ, Casey. Bryson. Phil. Phil made it over. Patrick Reed, Terrell Hatton, Tony Finau, Victor Hovland, Lee Westwood. Hovland went from San Diego, too. Westwood, Wiesberger, Ernie Els, Marcus, Muscat Marcus is in one stack group. Jason Scrivener, Ross Fisher, and Oliver Fisher, also in the notables. So we have a Fisher. We have a lot of, a lot of seafaring jets between Scrivener and the two Fishers. Uh, hey, in the notable section, it's, Go ahead. you know, this guy's just doing his job. I was on, I was rummaging around, did some investigative reporting on the European tour website earlier today. And I saw, you know, who's number two in the race to Dubai. What's that? Uh, Scrivener, Scrivener, the man of the All high right. seas he should be a notable. Then he should be a notable. Absolutely. Uh, that is. Thursday and Friday, 3 to 5 a.m., 6.30 to 9.30 in the morning. Saturday and Sunday, 4.30 to 9 a.m. So wrapping up, coffee golf. Get your Westy Island blend. Watch a little Saudi International. We should say, just because time has passed and this is now the third iteration, it is complete disgrace that the European Tour is giving this brutalistic regime cover and that these high-profile golfers like Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, Patrick Reed, and others are giving a regime that chops up journalists that are critical and puts them in bags and boils them in acid. Uh, this is we shouldn't normalize that with a golf tournament for a lot of money. Uh, you know, we are quite grateful that, you know, the PGA tour doesn't send henchmen after us to chop us up and put us in bags for making fun of their moat and their drawbridge and their new HQ. I don't think we should normalize this event. And, uh, you know, I think just because time, more time passes and this is now the third one that we shouldn't stop talking about it. Well, Paul Fair? Casey's flip-flopped. Your boy. Were you, UNICEF, is, that is he no Paul? longer with UNICEF? Or what, what's, what's well, the he, deal there? He was asked He's growing it, the game. He was asked it in, the, uh, in his press conference. Um, here's what he said. All right. I, th I think something that I, I felt at the time a couple of years ago was that I think I was a little bit torn. You know, I'm a father. I've got two kids. You know, my charitable ties with UNICEF. I'm and I father. felt that if it was not right for me to play. I've spent the last two years thinking about that a lot. I've learned an awful lot. I've read you think he, an you awful You think he spent lot. two years just thinking about this nonstop? I've read and, a lot. Okay. And one of the things that I was flat out wrong on was, was with my UNICEF ties, is that they are not a political organization. Their focus is purely on the vulnerability of children around the world and making sure they look after children around the world and doing everything they can to save them. And that's important to me, and that's my focus with my charitable views and endeavors. And so I was reminded that if you stay away, if you don't engage, if you don't talk, don't visit, then you're merely kind of hardening positions. And so that oh. actually doesn't do any good. He just showed that it... it what? So his sponsor... He feels like his sponsor is no longer diametrically opposed to him playing there. So he's there. The, the underlying mission of his sponsor, which is a good one, is no longer diametrically opposed to him playing. 
Did you see the needle he just thread or the difference? Yes. Like, he doesn't have objections maybe to and the now, facts of the case that you know women are not allowed to drive or haven't been allowed to drive, and that you know anybody's critical is found in other countries and sometimes brutally murdered. But the sponsor is not necessarily opposed, outspokenly opposed to Saudi Arabia, so he's good to go. And he can by Hunting go and by well and by going. He could be an asset because he can, you know, raise awareness. Ah, okay. Okay. By pro protesting an event only hardens positions, you know? The Saudi International. Uh, all right. So moving on. News. Patrick Reed. <laughs> Patrick Reed's attorney gave a statement to Joel Beale for Golf Digest. Beale had a great write-up on the burner account issue, one I would have Love to do it. I'm envious he got to uh, do it. And, and Patrick Reed's attorney is issuing a statement that a burner account is not, in fact, his. Nor normal, perfectly normal behavior. Having an attorney comment on the burner account, which is very clearly his. It's like, I mean, on a serious level, this gets to sort of the sociopathy of him just being able to say, Oh, it was just a camera angle. I didn't, in fact, actually, you know, dig in the sand or brush the sand back. It was just a poor camera angle. Like, yeah, I, 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 like this is it. The burner account is not mine. My attorney, refer, I refer you to my attorney to tell you that it is not mine, even though it very clearly is related to someone in his camp. Um, I mean, at a serious level, it gets to that. Just denying what is, in fact, the reality in front of everyone else to see. Um, so I thought that was amusing that your attorney has to comment on, on, on an account and you can't do it yourself. The language uh, was just splendid, you know? Yeah. Hey, can we get back to that one more thing? We got this good comment. I think we raised on Monday. Patrick Reed himself said the ball could not embed on about. It's impossible. And yet he brought an official over to conditions that were of an embedded ball. How did we get there? What happened in between? The bounce that could not possibly embed and conditions created, therefore, that were shown to maybe potentially be an embedded ball to an official. Something happened. That's it. Um, on that same story, points bet refunds non-read betters. This is a PR move. They didn't take like a massive hit here, but I think it's interesting. doesn't look great for the tour when one of their new gambling partners, right, are saying, hey, you know, it's bad karma. They, this, this. I mean, they're they're kind of implicitly saying the cheater got away and won. Here's your money back, right? Yeah, it doesn't I was look good for the tour. I was listening to No Laying Up, and I think Randy made a great point about like, you know, the in, implications of hey, if somebody bet live on Will Reed get up and down on ten for five thousand dollars, and all of a sudden he gets this ridiculously favorable ruling, um, and you're out $5,000 after he gets up and down. But what you bet under was completely different terms, right? Yeah. Now, people yeah. will say, well, too bad for the better, you know, he had, but this is why it's really, really, really matters um, for for gambling in, in a sport that's embracing gambling the way the PGA Tour is. Uh, I don't want right. to sound like a broken record, but, you know, points bet refunding, there's a clear reason. I'm sure they got lots of complaints. Uh, yeah. On anybody that had a, you know, Patrick Reed head-to-head, -head, Patrick Reed, you know, uh, Carlos Ortiz solo first yeah. after third round, 
the, this is a uh, this is a problem that it needs to be addressed, and it obviously it needs whole. There needs to be wholesale ideological changes at the PGA Tour in order to address them. You start you start going outside the member run organization. The member run organization can tell you know media partners how to talk eventually, you know, in, in some form or fashion. But like you start. You have other stakeholders now that you have to answer to, and they can choose not to answer to them and choose to make the members the ultimate authority. But um, that would probably mean, uh, you know, shunning certain subject, a certain segment of the gambling uh, aspect that they've taken on. All right. Other news. French Open is back. That's good. It was notable that they weren't. It wasn't when they released the schedule and TaylorMade is for sale. Apparently looks like that company could make quite a killing. I think it was KPS Capital. Might might do pretty well coming in for what they purchased and what they may now sell it for a couple of years later. Anything else? You think that it was related to the USGA news with Taylor? No, Reed? I don't. I think it's they're going to probably make. Isn't there a, isn't there a world where this is good news for the equipment companies because they get a whole new shiny product to sell? Maybe. Yeah. Re kind of creating new business. Yeah. New fu- new areas. New products. Or, yeah. And then yeah. you get a market that this is the ball that it, it, potentially that this is the ball that's too good for professionals to use. Oh, I got to send a professor of uh, a linguist. I got to send a linguist an email asking whether epic speed or rad speed is greater when you what the definition of those terms because yeah, you're talking about shiny new toys and all these names, speed speed speed. Yeah, this could be a different area to to explore. Maybe we should trademark the uh, a driver called the pace car. Get out ahead of it. Just a nice and steady, steady <laughs> new, club. New new limits. The pace car sets Who the are... sets the <laughs> pace. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, everyone. This is a longer one, but we you know we had this distance issue report, whatever it's called, come out. We wanted to talk about that at length. And I'm sure um, there's going to be way more. This is going to be a theme of, of 2021 and beyond, uh, as it has been the last couple of years, but just a new advancement, new wrinkle. Can't wait to to read all the commentary out about it. Can't wait for for maybe people that were, were singled out by Mike Davis to comment and, and dig their heels in further into their stance. That's, that's always going to be fun. I'm going to go hit a bunch of monitors and with my Orlemar tri-metal in my living room and, and tell you that it's, it's, it's the same as I hit it with my good stuff out there. Anyway, my, my whatever, 12 handicap ass. It's, it's no different. It's all the same. Um, all right. Everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll probably talk about this more on Friday. Hopefully the tour has some comment we can, we can assess. But uh, we'll be back Friday. Uh, enjoy the start of Phoenix Open. Great week of golf. 